So, um, so puppy. Oh, are you starting us off? Okay, yeah. Uh huh. What? <laughs> Have you dipped your eggs yet? I feel like this is a leading question, and I'm going to say yes because we just decorated them the other day. Oh, good. Did you enjoy that? Yes. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. So, so the puppy really gets confused when he's not in control and taking charge. No, no, no. I'm fascinated whenever he tries to take control. <laughs> oh, I'm not taking control. I'm just asking you questions about Easter. Are you excited about Easter? I am. But what I'm most excited about is what your safe word is today. Oh, my safe word is hunky Jesus. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm Miss Christopher. And today, Daddy was on a whole other level with the beginning. What were you trying to do there with the beginning? I was trying to lead you to talk about eggs, but you froze. You froze oh, your eggs. Do you eggs. want to talk about... Oh, you... oh <laughs> my God. And I'm the butt of the joke today, but that's not exactly why we're here today. We are here with a lovely guest once again on the show. I mean, on the podcast this is your first time, but on the show you've been on before. The lovely, the wonderful, the beautiful Sister Roma. Hello. Hi, boys. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Sister Roma. I am loving this because this is kind of full circle moment for me because I met you probably 15, 20 years ago as a guest on your show, The Tim and Roma Show. Absolutely. Oh, oh God, that show. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that show was actually kind of groundbreaking because it was really the internet's first live format gay adult talk show. Yeah. And we had so many great guests and we went to every, um, like, you know, giant adult industry event. We worked red carpets and we did stupid, stupid things, much like you guys do, you know? <laughs> oh, thank you. So, thank so you. I, no, I mean, stupid, like, you know, in the best, best way. Best sense of and the word. And we had so much fun with it. And people really loved that show. And then, unfortunately, we just got so busy. Yeah. And, you know, Tim, of course, at the time was president of Naked Sword. And now he's president of the whole porn universe with Falcon and everybody else. And so we just didn't have time to do it the way that we that we used to yeah and that and that was before youtube basically so you had like a youtube type show on naked sword that uh you kind of were groundbreaking in that sense yeah at that time i remember being so porn. nervous coming on your show actually because i thought it was big time did you come on the show's face the back the... <laughs> everyone came on that show <laughs> um but i so think it, it would be really important actually to tell people who sister roma is because we haven't done that oh yet, yes uh, we love and we know Sister Roma, but Sister Roma, you are an active advocate. You are a pillar of our community here in San Francisco. You are out in front at all times whenever it's a matter of raising money or, you know, marching in the streets. But what? Wh who are you? Like in your own words, what's your little elevator speech? If you got 15 seconds to tell us. You have more are. than 15 seconds. Well, so you do, but I'm not just timed. Pretty go. Well, I, I am. <laughs> Sister Roma, the most photographed nun in the world. Ooh, Trademark. Check it out. <laughs> Google it, bitches. It's true. And I made it up. And I just started calling myself <laughs> that a few years ago. And there is a story behind it. It's not pure vanity, although that's a little bit of it. You're gorgeous. But um, if you just, just prove that if you say anything enough, it'll become a reality. You manifested you can, it. You make your own reality, right? So I, um, I actually was, you know, I hosted the Folsom Street Fair for 15 years with Hick Lena. She and I were the main stage hosts together. And wow. one year it was really, really hot. 
you know those hot Folsoms where everybody's just like naked and it's yeah. sweaty and September it's beautiful. In oh, yeah. San but when you're in drag and you're in heels, oh. it's it's torture. And I had been on stage all day and I was just trying to leave the fair. And people kept stopping and asking me for photographs. And I was so over it. I just I didn't oh. have a bit of gratitude in my in my body. And I made it to my friend Jay's house and I threw myself in a chair and I said, Ugh. If one more person asks me for a picture, I'm just going <laughs> to fucking lose it. And he goes, well, you better enjoy it because one day no one will. Oh, but that day hasn't come yet, has it? No, but that hit me like I just I just <laughs> uh -huh. sat there and just went, oh, my God, I am a cunt. I am just an <laughs> ungrateful, horrible shrew. Like it was... I was embarrassed. And from yeah. that day forward, I vowed that I would never say no to a photograph. Well, and a sister's vow is very important. So It is. And you know, and it's true now. People won't even, like my friends won't even hang with me anywhere I go in public because they know I'm going to stop. They're like, where's Roma? <laughs> oh, she's back there. You know, like, yes, they, yes, just, they just keep going now because they know. But that's what it's all about to me. That's what it's always been. So I guess if you want to know who I am, I'm really someone who just loves people. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love to interact. I like to make people feel free and ex express themselves and comfortable and to know that I'm here without judgment. Mm -hmm. And I love people to share stories with me. And, and I love to take pictures with people because when you take a selfie, you, what do you do, right? You grab someone and you pull them close and you, and you look and you smile together. Like it's just, it's really sweet. Yeah. And so for the people not in San Francisco or around here or don't know, who are the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? So what what is your mission? What do you guys do? Well, it's perfect that I'm here on the Easter show because the Sisters were, were a worldwide organization, but we were founded right here in San Francisco on Easter weekend 1979. Wow. It had, yes, I know. At the time, oh. it was just like a group of these guys who had borrowed some nuns' habits from a, a convent in Iowa and decided that they were over because, you know, at the time in like 1979, the Castro was full of what they call the Castro clones. And everybody mm. sort of looked alike, like they looked like the Marlboro man, you know, like leather jackets, flannel shirts, tight jeans, mustache, cigarette. But, you know, I mean, yeah. they were hot, go but it was on. like, ugh. So they decided to go out and screw with people in these nuns' habits. And it was just caused such a commotion that they sort of realized they were onto something and they decided to form a group and they called themselves the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And just a few years later, as we all know, HIV AIDS started to ravage the community. And that's when the sisters really found their cause. Yeah. So the organization was the first group ever to produce a safer sex pamphlet called Playfair, mm. which we still produce today. The first group ever to hold a fundraiser for people who were sick and dying and needed practical care with rent and food. Mm. Uh, the sisters have always been pioneers in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Yeah, and that's why they're such an iconic group here in San Francisco. And we just, we kind of take for granted sometimes that just everybody knows who they are um, because their re reach is far reaching. How long have you been in the sisters? Well, I, this is, this is my 34th year. Wow. So I'm trying to in the habit. Now. Yeah. So, so I came along, I moved to San Francisco after graduating from college in 1985. And by 1987, 85. I'd met the sisters and joined the order. And it literally just, I mean, it changed my life. I had never ever considered doing drag. It was nothing that I even was like on my radar. Uh -huh. But when I met the sisters and learned about the important work that they did, and then also saw 
their activism and their their pride in being gay and fighting and demanding our equal rights, which are, you know, I used to be sort of an assimilist where I was like wanting people to think, well, you know, I'm gay, but I'm just like you. And the sisters taught me I'm not just like you and I don't want to be. And I'm not asking you for my civil rights. They're mine already. Hello. So we're here to fight for them. Well, that and I mean, you guys always stand out in a crowd. You you do. You definitely have a habit of standing out in a crowd because you guys are always. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she's feeling herself over here. (laughs) But you are. And I and I mean this in the the nicest possible way. You you are a, a form of drag that is not televised that doesn't need to lip sync because you guys are already loud and proud as it is and you're not just men at least from the groups here in san francisco you guys are a full a fully fledged you have every identity and gender and experience and person involved in the sisters that i've seen oh you're 100 percent right so when i joined there was really just about five active sisters left in San Francisco. Oh my gosh. And, and that's because of AIDS. Thr- I know. It's been such a thrill. We're sort of like Starbucks now, like we're popping up everywhere. <laughs> and the larger that the order becomes, the more inclusive it's become. And I think it's a reflection on our ability to evolve and grow that we have women, people of color, trans members, mm. and they're it's it's an inspiration to me to see so many people around the world feel this hear this calling and to answer it in the way that we all do it's really it's kind of crazy really so but answer honestly do you ever get like um people showing jealousy because you're the most photographed of all the sisters of course oh yes i knew it i knew it (laughs) one friend of mine came up to me and somebody said um, that they thought all sisters were Sister Roma. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, wow. You come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. Then. <laughs> yeah. And for a while, the most frequently asked question on our website, the first question was, where's Roma? No. Oh. <laughs> so did you have to did you have to take a back seat for a bit and let some other sisters get the spotlight? <laughs> I mean, well, it's hard for you to take a back seat because you're such a you're a very tall person. I don't know if you are know. tall. Yeah, you're one of the tallest sisters out there, especially with with your what do you call it? Your uh, boa. I boa. mean, hi. Yeah. So, and that's I'm what six you're... two anyway. But you add all the other crap, and I'm like eight feet tall. But um, <laughs> I honestly am always about promoting the other sisters. There really isn't one sister who's more important than the other one. Every sister has a unique talent and brings something unique to the order. Sure. Some of the sisters are officers and they're very good at managing the whole process and keep, we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have a treasurer, we have a secretary, we have a board president. Like you have people who run the show and make sure that everything happens and we follow the books. We're a 501c3, so it's very complicated. Yeah. And we have sisters who are so spiritual and so beautiful with the blessings. Their words just flow and you just feel Oh, you're like, what are you, some kind of witch or fairy? You know, like their words are such magic. And then we have sisters who just like to get out and do the work. And like, you know, so, I mean, everybody's important. Yeah. And I am all about promoting all my other sisters. Because so I think you're the sister better. with the big mouth. Got it. Okay. No, no, no. The most photographed. The, <laughs> the most, most photographed. Yeah, yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are also very well-spoken, obviously, if you're not listening obviously. to this podcast. But you're also very active. Like, I, I know whenever I was going to all the, the meetings within San Francisco for, like, the pride-related things, you were always there. You always had a voice. You were always listening. Even if you, were, even if you weren't there to, to say something, you were there to listen and, and take in what's going on just so that you're 
educated on what's happening and that that's one thing people forget to do sometimes you know before they we speak. did go to that weird pride board oh. meeting together didn't we oh yeah do, 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 do you have the tea on that um there's not really any tea since we didn't have pride are they having pride again no. this year i in some form like not the pride that we're all used to last sure. year uh, honey and i were at a sound stage and hosted the virtual pride and then of course Juanita. Moore and Alex UN organized this amazing rise up power to the people. Right, which Pride. we went to and I preferred that. I wish Pride was like that every year because it wasn't you standing on the sidelines watching a parade go by. It was you participating, marching and being the parade and everyone was included in that. Right. And, and it's such a message, which is what yeah. the first Pride was. It was really it was a it was a coming out. And this it was a really important event that they organized. And I don't see why that one wouldn't happen again. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I and maybe who knows if I don't get hit up to do anything. I, I mean, I would really like to do that that one this year. Yeah. Uh, so and Juanita organized that one last year. We need a more and Alex Yuen organize okay, right. that together. Got it. Okay. Who also, if I'm not mistaken, are part of some upcoming festivities that are taking place this coming weekend. Yes. <laughs> they certainly are. Well, I, speaking of uh -huh, uh -huh. live events that didn't happen, um, you know, the sisters' annual anniversary party is one of the biggest free uh, parties in San Francisco, and it's Easter in the park. So normally we would have about 10,000 people in Dolores Park who would gather and bring has edibles and, grown and drinkables and, grown. and their dogs and their kids and friends and family. And it's just a sea of blankets and smiling faces. It's really one of the most iconic and quintessential San Francisco events that I can think of. People dress up, they do bonnets. We have a bonnet contest, a Foxy Mary contest, and of course the world famous Hunky Jesus contest. Which is my favorite. Um, I love the Hunky uh, Jesus contest. <laughs> me too. It's so good. Which I've been privileged to host for probably 15 years or something. And it's just, it's, um, it's a real testament to San Francisco because the winner is always because you don't have to be hunky to win. You have to be clever. The audience right. in San Francisco responds to someone who's really thought out a great concept or has a message behind their Jesus. So it's really fun to see the entries and the winners. But yeah, it's always interesting because there's always it, there always is that one Adonis beefcake and they always think they're going to win. And then it's somebody else who comes up with this really clever thing. And you're like, ah, oh, that's hunky Jesus. Well, for sure. it encourages. <laughs> well, because because the ones that generally win are encouraging, like the fun and the play, and yeah, sexy. But like, where's the joke? Where is the joke? Like, one of my favorites one year was a Bloody Mary who had a Bloody Mary. Like, the the joke is just there in itself in the costume. But well, we had one of my favorites recently is Refuge Jesus, who came oh. out wrapped in a Mexican flag and then started oh. throwing paper towels oh. at the audience oh. as a nod to. Yeah, of course. Right? So, of course. I mean, that was brilliant. And then we had, we've had we had gun control, Jesus. So sometimes there's a political message, and it doesn't hurt if they're, you know, if they're hot. Which I actually <laughs> really enjoy about the sisters, too, because you don't mind putting yourself out there politically and taking a stand against stuff. Do you ever get uh, a pushback from the community of maybe going too far or from, I'm sure, religion, you've been attacked by religious for being sacrilegious um do you get a lot of that anymore uh you know when it, the sisters first started there was a lot of um 
gay hate directed at the sisters yeah. by the gay community. A lot of people, oh. like I mentioned earlier, being an assimilationist where you just kind of want to fit in and not not ruffle any feathers, not rock the boat. There are a lot of, of queer people, especially of a certain age, feel that way. So they think that the sisters are, are a bad face forward. And then all the media attention that we would get, they thought was more damaging than it was good. So I think it, one of the things that really helped the sisters earn the respect and trust of the community was, like you said, all of the activism, but also the fundraising that we do. Yeah, the money, because the money you guys bring in is amazing. Right, well, and we turn right around and give it all back. And you give it all back. You're and we're very transparent charity. about our funds. We publish our records. You have to when you're a five hundred one c three. But um, the sisters have the best intentions at heart. I can speak. I can say that for all of my sisters, I trust them all, and I know that everybody's heart is in the right place. And when we do something, it's, it's usually with the, the best motivation. And I think people have learned that over the years. They know when they see us working a gate, they can throw their buck in our bucket and it's going to go where it needs to go. Yeah. But I also think that if you are getting flack for doing something good, whether it's charitable or just helping, and you're getting that that flack for it, I think you're doing something right. If you have people that are, are going out of their way to try to say terrible things about you, that are obviously not fake or are obviously not real because you guys are out here raising money for a good cause. You guys are out here having fun, but being the butt of the joke in a positive and sometimes sex positive sort of way, especially with like the hunky Jesus thing. Like Jesus, I mean, the religion, the religion people knew what they were doing when they put a naked guy on a cross, you know, come on. Okay. Come on. You can't <laughs> say Jesus is naked white guy. What is he doing up there? Who is that? <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, only in America is he white, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, don't get me started. But yes, you're right. We did get a lot of, you know, on our 20th anniversary, we decided to move out of the park and move close Dolores street and have a huge street party and celebration for our 20 years. I remember that. And the, the backlash was so insane the archdiocese and several other groups just really put up, they, there was such a huge fight. They took to city hall and we had to get Mark Leno, Tom Emiano, all of the city hall supervisors came to our defense and tried to explain to them who we are and what we do. Like we're not making fun of religion or nuns. We are nuns. We minister to our community where they live. We do outreach. We feed the hungry. We, we, you know, we work with people with LGBT youth. Like we do things that nuns do. We are nuns. We're not making fun of them. And you're talking. The, you're you talking about the Catholic Church was coming after you. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh, the Catholic oh, Church yeah, yeah. could. Yeah. They have nothing better to do. They get. I mean, they're practically. They're on their knees. They're sitting. They're on their knees again. You know, they got the. They got the wine. And of all things that they need to attack, right? Oh, have you heard Roma, the little Nas X song? That just came out recently. Oh yeah, because the, the the church was all up in arms about a gay person, pretty much making fun of how gay people are treated by the church in this song, and like giving a lap dance to the devil, and then pretty much killing the devil, and like yeah, they're they're saying he's sat satanic and oh everything. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I've got to see it. I have oh, not. Oh, I'll send you the so link good. after this. It's oh, really please. good. He it did a good job. Amazing. Yeah. But the, the long story short is we had so much publicity from that uproar that CNN came to San Francisco and followed the sisters for an entire week. Wow. All around the Castro. We got so much publicity that we could never have afforded. Right. City Hall granted Work. the street closure and we had 50,000 people in the Castro for our 20th anniversary. So thank you. <laughs> so it just goes to show 
that hate, that that Catholic hate, that guilt that you try to put on us doesn't keep us down. It actually keeps us afloat. And in most most cases, even in the case of like the Lil Nas X song from this last week, it's charting, it's trending everywhere. Like sounds like you guys benefited largely from the Catholic hate because who doesn't who doesn't love just dunking on the the Catholic people? You yeah, know, yeah. as somebody who grew up in Catholic school, told I was gonna go to hell my entire like early childhood, like. Fuck you guys. Well, it's, it's definitely punching up, right? Yeah. I mean, punching they up. have got their nerve to talk about. <laughs> Only if you're a Fister sister. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know any- but yeah, that, that's, that's, but the, so to get back to what's happening, you ask about what's happening this Easter. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of, of COVID, we just didn't feel like it was a good idea to bring 20,000 people to the park and expect them to remain socially distant, you know, and yeah. keep drinking and smoking and like, wear your mask, like to right. just know. So uh, we're not Too there soon. yet. Too so soon. we decided to go virtual. We're partnering with the SF Queer Nightlife Fund and you guys know who they are, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes, they have Race Bannon and Mark O'Brien and that Juanita again, that whole group they've, they've organized and they have raised so much money for nightlife, uh, which is just one of my favorite um, organization. So they are producing the event with us and we're filming at Folsom Street Events new studio. Have you seen oh, their new Oh, where's that? Uh-oh. No. It's over. It's sort of like Kitty Corner from Oasis on 10th. Okay. Like they have a the, beautiful new space. Like where that uh, Mexican restaurant used to be in? Do you know? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But it's great. <laughs> they have a gorgeous space and they are, they're letting us in. They have a full film studio with wow. a big green screen and we've got um, Alex Yuen and Honey Mahogany are our Great. MCs, okay. celebrity hostess for the afternoon. We need a more, of course, is our guest DJ. She always steps up and donates a DJ set to us. Uh, we have BB Sweetbriar, Mother Chucka, Kylie Minono, Nikki Jizz, uh, the only Rexy, Kai Kai B. Michaels, Mad Dog, Fudgy Furtage, Miss Sugana, performances by some of the best, the best of San Francisco. And then, of course, the contest. So the contests are virtual this year, uh-huh. and it's different, but it's still going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Well, and I think that if any, if anyone, the the drag, the sisters, the the DJs have been at the forefront of, especially the queer nightlife here in San Francisco, which has been supported not only by the lovely community but by the city as well, in in just the funds that people have been getting that way. So it's nice to see the the art staying alive. But you guys have been ahead of the curve in every way, shape, and form. Like. We just started doing the Twitch thing, but the SF Nightlife Fund and all the drag queens have been doing Twitch and live shows online for, I feel like, longer than a year at this at this point. Oh, no. So, like, we were talking a little bit before we started. March 17th, everything shut down. March 18th, every drag queen and DJ in town had a green screen, a web- <laughs> webcam, full, like, lighting set up, microphones. We're like, let's hit it. And Twitch went from being this big gaming site to really a queer and nightlife entertainment site. It's yeah. really awesome. So we are going to be live at Sunday, Easter Sunday at 1 p.m. on the okay. SF Queer Nightlife Fund Twitch channel. That's where you can watch all of this sh- shenanigans go on on Easter. Oh, and we have God. also a very, very special announcement that we're going to make um, on Friday. Oh, what kind of special What, what time on Friday? Because this goes out on Friday. Are you giving out a We hint? can keep a secret. We can keep a secret till Friday. Oh, well, I, so I can share with you a very, <gasps> very special announcement. Not, not very many people know this. I'm not kidding you. Are you familiar with the Finch Honey Bears? Yes. They're all over town. Right. Yes. Well, because the sisters really rely on in-person and live events to raise money for our grants fund, um, we thought, wouldn't it be amazing if Finch would do a sister bear 
and make it a fundraiser oh. for the sisters. So Sister Celine had the idea. Sister Celine is the biggest Finch fan in the world. She's very familiar with all of his philanthropy. You know, he does a lot of charity work. Some people don't know that, but he donates thousands and thousands of dollars back to the community. So she came to me because I'm friends with Mark Rhodes, who's his PR person, and I've done a couple of things with Finch before. And we just proposed the idea. We're like, what do you think of a sister bear? And they jumped on it. They love the idea. That's great for yeah, Good Friday. So we, <laughs> we are going to, on Easter Sunday, we will announce that you can purchase a Finch poster or a painting oh. on Finch.com starting at 1.30. And the thing about Finch is, Whenever his stuff goes on sale, it sells out like that. So people right. are going to have to really jump on it. So this is a scoop for your podcast Ooh. for people who are fans of Finch, for sure. Now, I know who Finch is, but can you guys explain it for someone that doesn't know who Finch is specifically? So, so Finn, okay, yeah, go you ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. No, you go well, ahead. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> he is a street artist, really. He just he just took these stencils and he started painting these little honey bears in just odd, random locations. And it was almost like a Keith Haring thing where people loved it so much they were ripping the seats out of subways and mailboxes yeah. to get the artwork and bring it home. And it turned into this sort of phenomena. Mm. And he started to do like, he did the leather bear, the queer bear, the trans bear. He's done the coffee bear, the, the uh, ballet bear. Yeah, the movie, the 3D movie bear, just different things for different organizations and charities to make money. So now he's done a sister bear, and it is, is the awesome. cutest one. And I'm not saying that because I'm prejudiced. It is so. <laughs> it's does so it, amazing. Does it have a habit? Or does it have a boa like you always do? Well, no, it's not me. It's you know, it's it's a sister bear, so it sure. looks very much like a sister. So it has, it does. Have a white face. It, well, I'll give you. I'll give you a photo of it. You can you can insert okay. it in the show. We'll okay. Put, yeah. Great. We will, and we will link not only to the the show this weekend that you guys are putting on, but to the sister bear down below, obviously. But it sounds like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and what a lovely time to do it too on Easter to get your own sister bear. Well, we approached him just a few weeks ago and we were like, so it would be really awesome if we could do it on Easter because it's our <laughs> anniversary. And he works so fast and he was really invested in this project. I think he had a good time with it. Um, and she's limited edition, very limited edition. So there's just Great. a few paintings and a few prints that are available for sale. And it all starts on Sunday, Easter Sunday at 1.30 p.m. on Finch.com. And all goes to a good cause, it sounds like as well. Right. And the thing about the Sisters Grants Program is that we focus on really small organizations, grassroots organizations, where our $1,000, $1,500 is going to make a huge difference in their operating budget. We fund uh, BIPOC, trans, LGBT youth, local artists, all different sorts of prison reform. Like we're really big in all different organizations and we love to give money away. It's our favorite thing to do. <laughs> That's great. Can I ask you how many kinksters are involved in being a sister as well? Is there a big crossover of kinksters into sisterhood? Oh, absolutely. Nah, I knew it. <laughs> you had to be a no, little We've had full doms. We've had full doms, full subs, the whole nine yard. We've got puppies. we got masters. we got all of it. Okay, great. So kinksters are welcome. Oh, please. Oh, please. Encouraged. Yes. Sister, please. None with Sister, a whip. please. <laughs> so do you, you guys have always done this on the Sunday, though, on, on Easter Sunday. I'm curious, what is your take on... Easter in general do you think that it's a sexy holiday like do you do you find it a sexy holiday in itself considering where it comes from and kind of the grassroots of like Jesus uh zombies uh rabbits 
And and also, why do rabbits chocolate lay bunnies? Eggs? <laughs> I never really thought of Easter as sexy uh, until the sisters started doing the hunky Jesus. Hunky and Jesus, Foxy Mary yeah, content. that that kind of changed it for me too. <laughs> yeah, well, it e- gives you a whole new perspective. I mean, Easter itself, I believe, was a pagan holiday, if I'm not mistaken, and like it actually revolved around you know rebirth and and. The, the world, you know, being rebirthed, but it also had a bunch of, I think, orgies involved as well, if I'm not mistaken, by like the actual history of Easter. Like everyone got together, just had sex. Huh. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's basically what everything used to be. It used to be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why that's why the, the rabbit is so integral to Easter is because the rabbit was known to have lots of Oh, like, like sex. libido. Fucking mm-hmm. like Easter bunnies. Yeah. And eggs yeah. were always seen as a very like uh, fertile. What'd you say? What's you guys' secret? You are you both are very kinky. I can just imagine. What's your secret? What keeps what's gives your libido a charge? I know it's not Easter. What gets um, you guys keeps well, you guys because how long have you been together now? We've been six or seven years. Going we, on seven. Yeah, going on seven. Uh our our what really the ties that bind us are is rope. We're really both into bondage. Mm-hmm. And that's how we met. So like do you see my little rope bunny shirt right now? Um yeah, rope is our main <laughs> fetish together. But then we branch out to other things. Like he's into hypno, uh, um, hypno and chastity. I like leather. I like daddies. And then daddies into impact play. And- like I'm literally his fetish, <laughs> which well, is really good for me. <laughs> clearly works. Yeah. I mean, seven years is like that's a lifetime in gay relationships right? and, a, and a half and well a half. in in puppy years it's like what 20 do the math carry the seven yeah. 49 yeah. years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we just we just communicate we have fun we enjoy each other's presence i mean it's been it's been an interesting year with covid obviously like i think everybody's going through it but we've been pretty good about just supporting each other we also practice solo monogamy and so that we are um we both have our own living spaces but we are like our own covid pod so we get to see each other but also have our own spaces yeah it's called living apart together it's it's kind of a newer thing that not a lot of people are really aware of but it's i think it's called a lat instead of a long term an ltr it's an lat you know, living apart together. It's the, it, yeah, it's a new thing that people have just kind of started talking about where like you live together, you are partners, but you also live apart and you have your own space, which kind of gives you a sense of like your, your safe space to be in. Like you don't have to live with someone where if Bro, you, that's you just know? called a good idea. That's what that's <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, so I, you know, I have been single my whole life. Like I have never, I had a boyfriend here or there. I thought I was in love a couple of times, but I've never had any reciprocal, like, you know, love relationship. And I could not imagine sharing my space With or like else. having to compromise or it, like, I just, it's, it's tough. So it's tough for people to, to adjust to. It. And then they think if they can't share space together, then they must not love each other. That No, they're just, no. People. I just want you to put the dishes right in the back spot, you know. My I way. need to know where they're at. And if you're going to use my, my my shower shot, you know, just make sure you clean it off afterwards, okay? <laughs> Those yeah, clean themselves. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. Hypothetically. I, I love that idea. Hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. 
don't get the puppy started. No, but we thanks, Roma. We well, Roma asked, <laughs> "Whose show is this, Roma?" <laughs> she can't help it. No, she's you, a I'm host. nosy. She's a hostess with the mostest. You, you have such a, a lovely presence. You know how to work a camera, and you know how to ask questions. I'm curious if you'll ever get back into hosting in that kind of regard like i know that you've always been active in in hosting in general of course but like do you have any of your own ideas or shows that you're going to be getting around the town funny you should ask. oh really oh. I didn't, this wasn't planned this wasn't planned <laughs> it wasn't planned and the reason that i have actually this microphone right here this is a relatively new addition to my at-home setup um tim valenti and falcon naked sword have decided to produce a podcast we're calling it Podographic. It's adult conversations with Mark McNamara and Sister Roma. Oh. And our first show will be in May. So I'm going to be doing a podcast much like yours. We were going to do video and audio and to go the whole nine yards to really invest in it. That's a brilliant idea because it's 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 a medium that's created for you because you know how to carry a conversation. You're interesting. You make uh, You draw it out of other people very well. Oh, and you've yeah. lived quite an interesting life, if I'm not mistaken. Several, I mean, actually. Being active in the porn scene, you live. Oh, if you only knew. <laughs> oh, I know some of it. Rome and I go way you know. back. You know. And Rome and I have worked in the porn industry together, so we've seen all the shenanigans behind the scenes. Well, yes. and for porn, I mean, do you, do you know what you need for porn, Daddy? What do you need for porn? You need not only a subtle plug, but you might need Surfshark, today's sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> or not so subtle plug. Surefire. 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 It's a VPN. So if you want to make sure that when you're surfing the web, you're watching your porn, you're getting your 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 good on with uh, Sister Roma's new podcast, which is called what again, Roma? Podographic. 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 You like it? It's like because we're going to talk about adult industry related things, and pretty much everything that we decided to talk about is going to somehow circle back to graphic nature, adult conversation, sex, gay porn, that kind of stuff. So if you're in London, you would need a VPN to get it in real time, correct? Well, so VPNs are great for uh, geolocating, like different geocaching. So if you want to watch RuPaul's Drag Race on the, you know, the the north west coast but it's on the east coast or if you wanted to watch like our, our new episode uh, our show on epics oh right so we've been so i'm seeing on twitter and places like so australia and canada they can't download the epics app to watch our show exactly so you need, need a vpn you might need a vpn so surf if you shark. want to try it out you can go to the link down below for surfshark or use offer code watts for 83% off and three months for free when you sign up. It's a lovely, lovely service that I use personally for myself whenever I'm, you know, watching some porn and I don't want people to know what I was watching. Or if I want to use like um, Netflix in uh, overseas, which actually has all of the RuPaul's Drag Race seasons available, which normally you'd have to pay for like extra subscriptions here in the States. So I use that for not only watching content, but you can also use it to get good prices on flights because, well, when everything opens up because they're different they are different in from whenever countries. and wherever you buy it right yeah so you can wow. use it to get cheap cheaper deals See, Roma, on stuff Roma's as well. in <laughs> I am like, I'm hook me up with this VPN shit new Netflix <laughs> library saving money getting your security and privacy on and maybe if you want to watch some Falcon or Naked Sword get yourself some Surfshark with uh, today's sponsor Surfshark right because it ain't nobody's business baby you just do you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's right that link will be down below, though. Thank you, Surfshark. But um, back to the real question, which is, what have y'all seen? 
I oh, need to what know. Have what, what have you seen? seen? <laughs> oh my goodness, what haven't we seen? Um, so Roma, you still work at Naked Sword. That's been a that's been like a two decade job now, right? Yes. Well, you know, I started at Hot House. Right. And oh, that's then right. Tim brought me over to do the Tim and Roma show with him at Naked Sword. So that was my in there. And oh. we worked with Mr. Pam, who was our wonderful producer, director, came up with all those zany ideas and really kept us motivated in filming that show for a very, for like a long time. And um, when Falcon Naked Sword became one, they acquired Hot House. And the deal was that I got to go work with Tim. So I'm so lucky that I didn't. You know, right. Lose. So thank you for that reminder because I completely forgot you were working for a Hot House, not Naked Sword, when you were doing the yeah. Tim and Roma show when I was on it. So I came over. I I, I need a flow chart. I know. <laughs> I I you was. Do, well, it, it all starts with with really with Chuck Holmes. Right. And then the first branch on the chart is Stephen Scarborough, and that's where I who I worked with at Hot House. He started Hot House after he was a director and Chuck Holmes' partner. And, and then the other branch Falcon. would have been John Rutherford, and I think they would have argued about branches. But and then I worked for John Rutherford for Colt, and so yeah. that I remember coming on your show and being nervous about saying the wrong thing because. <laughs> well, it used to it, be so competitive. It was Everybody so was just competitive. Crazy about protecting their brand and their audience. Well, and that's their when we had exclusive models and we called everyone exclusive. You remember how that got out of the control, like the oh. hot house exclusive, the cult exclusive, the Falcon exclusive, the da, 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 da exclusive. Like we, like we own these people. <laughs> to our listeners, I'm also only slightly confused, but I also know most of the behind the scenes. But like back in the day, porn sites and companies were much like, TV stations where you had your talent and you had to keep control of your talent because right. they were the big names and like yes. some of them were only tops and some of them were only bottoms and every once in a while the only top would bottom once and like that was like the real the big exclusive deal. that was oh, worth God. 80 bucks and if they bottomed <laughs> then they couldn't bottom again for the first time so like that was the big like yeah, that was that a was lot the of rules that made no sense <laughs> it was it was such an interesting world which I came into forever ago but you guys have been in a little bit longer than I have a little bit how has yeah. it changed? How has it changed? Uh, well, it's in, in addition to changing just from being like competitive and these these key major players, now there's more, uh, really there's just a few big players now because of the, we've all sort of come together under the Falcon Naked Sword brand. So Raging Stallion, Hot House, Naked Sword, Falcon are all one big family. And there are still other, you know, major players, but we sort of share, we cooperate more. We're not as freaked out if one of our, if we, if we see them succeed, it's a good thing because it's good for all of us. Yeah, I, I, I've always believed that there's plenty of porn to go around, plenty of porn <laughs> audience to oh go boy, around. People there. are always going to be horny. Yeah. They're always going to come to to us to, to see what they want to see. And the thing that I really love about working for my company, though, is because it's it's been, been we've been able to um, to drop some of the like Falcon was so white. It was just the oh. whitest mm -hmm. studio. Mm -hmm. And Hot House was the same way. It was like, if, if a black guy showed up in a movie, I was like, oh my God, is it my birthday? Like, what yeah. is Mark Williams <laughs> doing in this Trunks movie? Like, you know, it was yeah. just crazy. And it was because they really believed that the audience just didn't want to see that. Yeah. Falcon so, perfected the white boy with the tan line. Like, remember how everyone had like that Speedo tan line? They got tanned and white butt. Oh yeah. yeah, no, that, that was, was the, their thing. That was it. That yeah. was like the quintessential porn star like look. And over the years, the audience has matured and changed, and we have we have changed along with them. I'm so proud 
to include men of color and trans people and di differently abled people and different body shapes and sizes in our movies now. Yeah, it's that's just, great. it's really lovely to see representation. Real represented. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. That is the one good thing that uh, happened when everyone kind of came under the same umbrella of, of like Naked Sword and they were less competitive out there. And and that's one thing I always admired you and really enjoyed because whenever I ran into you, I didn't feel like you were a competitor because you were so friendly and outgoing and you didn't seem to let the industry get to you and all the drama that was in the industry. Um, so I always felt like I could just say anything I wanted to you. So oh, I appreciate good. that. Yeah, good. I appreciate that. And now he's on this show weekly where he has to make sure he doesn't say the wrong thing and can't say everything. And or the puppy yells at me. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but that is a really important conversation, I think, to have, especially especially in, in our, our times right now where so much representation is trying to be controlled by this right side and this media that doesn't want to validate that, you know, People, every, all of these people exist. Like you can't just say that you know white people are the only ones that matter, and that the national like white white supremacy is on just on, it was on a rampage, and nobody was holding him in check. And out of control this and blatant. It's out of control and blatant. Mm -hmm. And now they've just passed this new bill in Georgia that is just it was like in your face, came right out and said, you know, it's voter suppression, it's Jim Crow, it's happening in your face. Like like the last four years with Trump, he did everything on camera in public yeah you mm -hmm. couldn't be surprised when sh when shit went down because he told you it was gonna happen it was gonna happen yeah and he you was know? and so it's just, and we still get people who will complain like you know, mm. i don't want to see that in these movies you know we're like you know what Fuck this you. isn't this is not your content then please go yeah. away and fuck Move yourself on, yeah. you racist troll mm -hmm. who needs you like really go away what is wrong with people i have just always been so frustrated by that i've never understood it like i don't people are so afraid of anything that's different anyone who looks different anyone who acts different people they don't understand they don't want to get to know them they feel threatened like you know equality like i love that expression people say it's not pie like, you know, if I take a piece, it doesn't leave less for you. Like there's, it's mm. not, there's plenty to go around. Everybody can be equal together. Yeah. yeah. That's what equality is. Well, and then also just the fact that somebody exists and creates their own space. It's It comes down, to, at least from a content creation's perspective, like there are so many straight white people on these content creation sites that try to police all of these communities that are already within like these marginalized communities. And it's like these people creating these communities, not only for themselves, but for people that are like them or want to be a part of this community does not take away from your very boring white bro aspect that you add to this website that you are on. Like people existing and people being here is not harming you unless you go out of your way to make it your business, which nobody asked you to do. Right, exactly. Preach. Exactly. It's just <laughs> you should be a nun. <laughs> yeah, come would, on, I would, sister. I would never look as good as Roma. You go, sister. I don't. I don't want to come for the most photographed slash videotaped nun. No, no, that is your yeah. title, Roma. I'm not. I see. I see her. She's looking at that stairs behind yeah, me. She's gonna push me down. Flipping that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just. I. I mean that seriously. Is like I appreciate the work that you and the sisters do. I appreciate the 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 voice that you give your sisters, the, the, the platform that you guys have and use for a good cause. Like there are so many ways that you could easily do less, but you don't, you always look to do more. And I think that's just beautiful. 
Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't let COVID slow you guys down. I'm so tired. Guys. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that there's always so much to do. Like if right. you look around and you have any kind of empathy or compassion, you know, I mean, the sisters during COVID, first of all, we did the, we partnered with the city and I designed all of the graphics and the, the, the created the artwork for the sisters mask campaign. You probably have seen we were yeah. on the billboards and the bus stops yeah. and the posters all over town with sisters in in face masks, just mm -hmm. encouraging people, like sort of like we did when when AIDS was the problem and sisters were like handing out condoms, condoms to people. Yeah. We would go to bars, we do the condom ministry. Well, here we are; it's a new pandemic, and the mask is the thing we have to save us. So we did a huge citywide mask campaign. So I that was that. the thing that took up like the spring, and then we decided, you know what, the city is there's. Um, people living on the streets more than ever and the government is sort of shut down and blah, blah, blah. We need to go out and start cleaning up the streets and we'll get out, we'll get some fresh air, we'll get some exercise. So we started the squeaky clean gutter queens. That was Sister Angelina's <laughs> idea. She was like, let's go pick idea. up trash. Let's go pick up trash. We're like, yeah, let's go do that. You know, so like next thing you know, we have this whole group and we did the hate and the mission and the Castro and we're doing Oakland and we're, we're going to come back. We did, we did the whole trans district here, the trans district downtown near mm -hmm. where I live. Um, and so that's something that I really love. And then I actually found myself hosting things just right here in my own home, barefoot hosted the LGBT soiree art for AIDS um, does a bunch of fundraisers for Grateful Garment and Yes on 21 and like all these different important things that I just, that I think are, you know, we need to, people need help. They need money. They need, yeah. you, you kept know. going, even though with that, you had to do it from home, you kept going. So can I ask you secretly, were you a little happy at the beginning of all this to not have to travel as much? Because it seemed like you were everywhere traveling because <laughs> I think I saw you in New Orleans. I saw you. You, you, you went to every event. Was it nice to take a little break from that? And are you, you know, gearing when it, up? When it first started, I had this sort of rosy outlook like, well, right. this can't really, this isn't going to, this can't be this. Like it can't, can I did not believe it would turn into what it turned into. Sure. But then when I saw the lack of leadership around it mm. and the irresponsibility, I was like, oh, this is bad. You know, and at first, yeah, I was like, you know, I can do this. I'm fine at home. I, I'm comfy. I got my two cats. I got Amazon. I got cable. Like, yeah. I'm good. And um, luckily, we were all able to work from home. Thank God, yeah. because I can only imagine I, my heart just bleeds for people who lost their job and their income at this time. Yeah. Because on top of everything else, that just adds a whole new layer of crap to it, you know. And, and but, a lot um, of our listeners not having a community to reach out to around or people living with them or a lot of isolation and loneliness. Um, it's it, hard. I don't, I don't know how people were able to do no, it. No, it's but. terrible. It's, it's terrifying, really. And uh, so... I, I just sort of like hunkered down and got comfy and got the webcam going and, and kept up working from home every day. And, and then after a while, I guess, I don't know if I just got used to it or mm. what, but I do miss the travel. I was going to say, so right. are you ready to gear travel. up and do it again or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. She's going to be out oh, there. Okay. I'm going to Palm Springs at the end of April. Cause oh, I'm okay. going to be. I'm getting my second shot tomorrow, you guys. Oh, Congratulations. I know. Congrats. Everyone so I'll get be vaccinated fully vaccinated two weeks after that. I'm going to Palm Springs for, you know, Shantae. 
Mike Ewins, you know, of course. it's his birthday. Oh, nice. So we're going to go down. That's, that's my lap partner. That's my like live apart together. Yes. <laughs> that's your pod. Yes. Mike's your pod. Got I it. mean, we're not, we've never been romantically involved, but he has been my best friend for like 25, 30 years. Yeah. So we are in a very committed relationship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're going down to Palm Springs. Like I can't wait. And I want to go. So I want to go to Japan. Mm. I want to go to Mexico city. Okay. Uh, those are in London. Those are my three top spots that I want to go. Where do you guys want to go? Uh, I want to go to Amsterdam. I, I I would love if they did gay pride on the canals again this year. That would be my go-to. What about you, Pope? I would love to go back to Japan. I've been twice, and I just love I love I love the the culture. I love I like just I love anime. I love the food. I love I know a little bit of the language. I took some some college courses, and I just I love I love the culture. It's so it's so pretty. It's so nice. Depending on where you go, it's it's just it's so cool. It's such a cool place to visit. It looks. I just I'm intrigued by the. It's just it looks like a movie set. The things that you see, <laughs> it's just so meticulous, and everything yeah. is beautifully presented and the people are so kind and gentle it looks like they're just when, gracious and like you said the food i i i'm going that's it oh like when I you do. go are you gonna go and drag oh yeah because <laughs> you're so tall they will gawk at you a little bit because you're so tall i will just say <laughs> when i went and i i had to cover up all my tattoos because they're not a big fan of tattoos being visible um, but when I went, because I am a, I'm a tall white person, like the little kids just, they always just stare at you. They're just fascinated by a tall white person. And it, it was just, it, you would like, like wave at them or say hello. And they would just be like, Oh no, 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 no. And like <laughs> avoid contact, avoid eye contact. Stranger um, danger. But, I want to see cute little Japanese kids. Yeah. I, I, so I, um, went to Shanghai. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. We, the sisters, an international contingent of sisters were invited to Shanghai oh, pride wow. in, uh, 2016. We went Oh wow. that, or was it 2014? It was absolutely Amazing. It was, there's a documentary about it called Stilettos for Shanghai. If anybody would like to check it out, it's that a great a name. documentary. <laughs> but they were like, huh, what, wow. is what is this? happening? I will yeah. say right. the gay scene was a little underwhelming in Japan. Um, we did find a little bar, but there was no one there. And there was just this one person on the dance floor. I remember this night very vividly. I went with a, a boyfriend at the time and just this one person on the dance floor and he just, he was dancing by himself and nobody else was in the bar. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's, I would just love to get out of the house. I'd love to get out of the city. I can't wait to, to get vaccinated and just do all that. But one day and we'll get back to the leather events. We'll get back to the kink events. I, I'm I'm missing I'm missing the the culture and the sense of community. You know, like I feel the sense of community in many ways. I mean, we have our online community, of course, and we have our 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 own places like on Discord and Twitter and 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 YouTube and obviously Twitch. But like, it's not it's not the same. It's different, but it's not the same. I miss giving hugs. I th I think people like being hugged, and I miss it. Yeah, that's the toughie for me. Whenever I go out, I'm usually double masked mm -hmm. and it's, it is most likely it's a rally, you know, it's a yeah. re there's something going on like the anti, the stop Asian hate rally or yep. <clears throat> the George Floyd, all that, everything that happened around George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Um, and my thing is I love to, I saw you there. Yeah, I saw yeah, you at yeah. the George Floyd thing at city at city hall. Yeah. And, um, I love to hug people. Yeah. And that is the hardest part. It's like, 
It's like, oh, I yeah. just want to hug you. Uh, <laughs> el- now the I'm elbow like, tap doesn't do it for me. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, yeah, I mean, what is, yeah, uh, uh, yeah no. I ask people, I'm like, is it okay if we hug? And I've been hugging people. I'm going to come out as a hugger, hugger who's been hugging people during <gasps> COVID. Sorry. Same. Canceled. I get it. No, just kidding. Yeah. I get it. I it's know, I'm canceled. I'm going to cancel myself right here, right now. But oh, I am guilty of hugging. I kind of, in my mind, I figure if you go quickly by their face, then you're just breathing down their back. So it's okay. No, there. Um, <laughs> That's how I justify it. No, don't don't Just try to do. No, don't. No, please get I'm vaccinated. I'm always double please wear your mask. Please be <laughs> conscious and safe and all that good stuff. Um, but regardless, if you are are being active outside, inside, on the hunky Jesus or not, Roma, we are getting near the tail end of the conversation today, and I would love if before you go. Beyond just plugging everything that you're up to, uh, telling people how they can get involved with the sisters, if if possible. Oh, absolutely. So we are welcome. Every we're always looking for volunteers. We have a lot of opportunities for people who are looking to be of service. And I can promise you that the most rewarding thing you can do in your life is to get outside of yourself and your own head and your own bullshit, and look around and help other people. Because even if you give out like ten percent, it comes back a thousand times. It's mm. just the most gratifying experience. And the sisters have a, a, a regular meeting once a month. It's the second Tuesday of every month. And you can find out more about us at thesisters.org. And you're welcome to check us out and maybe join us at a meeting and start the process. Who knows? You might be hearing the calling. (laughs) And then for this coming weekend, uh, right after this podcast, people can find the Hunky Jesus Contest online, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. Do you guys have a website specifically? Uh, well, you can, again, you can find us, uh, all the information about our virtual Easter celebration on the sisters.org and watch us on Twitch slash SF queer nightlife fund. I love that. And then finally, last but not least, sister Roma uh, exclusive here, your podcast is starting next month, right? It starts May? in May. In May. May. Okay. Yes. So one month away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is going to be called again. Podographic. It sounds so intimate too. It does. Oh, I hope so. And graphic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it would not be uh, what's your safe word without asking our guest, what's your safe word, Roma? Peanut butter. Ooh. Peanut butter. I love that. Ooh. <laughs> I love peanut butter, you guys. I have a real problem. <laughs> I put it on problem. everything. Do you? I, I, Juanita will like send me some fabulous thing that she's baked, you know, with her loving, creative, fantastic culinary hands. And I'll take some peanut butter and slather it on top and take a picture and send it to her. And she's all like, girl, really, girl. girl. <laughs> and of course, Sister Roma, where can people find you? I mean, you're on you're on Twitter at Sister Roma, I'm pretty sure, right? Absolutely. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Girl, she's TikTok? going viral on TikTok with a t- little makeup are you, video that I did. Are you like doing dances in your in your your full your full face? I would love no, to see you. No, I just beating doing- my mug and taking little snippets pictures of it and putting together a montage of the makeup process and people are losing their minds. It's so crazy. <laughs> look at her. I love yeah, it. I love social media. I'm everywhere. Facebook, yeah. Well, go follow the most photographed TikToked nun around, the sister that <laughs> sister roma thank you again for coming on today thank you for taking the time thank you for being you and just being visible um and oh before we go daddy where can people find you sorry not to make it oh, all about sister uh, roma. you you can find me on mr christopher.com that's christopher with a k or christopher weston on twitter 
And you can find me everywhere at PupAmp. This has been What's Your Safe Word. You can find our YouTube What's a Safe Word. We're on Twitch. We're on the TikToks. We're on the... Uh, what else? I don't Twitters. Know. The, Twitter, the Twitters. And uh, th- this has been What's Your Safe Word. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. And then we have like a little outro card where we're silly or we talk. Did we forget anything? Did you want to say any last words, Roma? Any last words? I think words? I said enough. Did I? Did you guys talk at all? I really. <laughs> oh no! No, no the, that was perfect. I, the oh. no, you did great. Oh, okay. You're good. lovely. I you're had lovely. fun. I had a good time. No, good. Thank you so much. Good. Well, wait till you have your own podcast and you have to start driving this conversation all the time. Oh, I Well, you no... know you'll be getting the like, okay, so it's time for you to pay back, bitch. You're ah! Oh, yeah. we'll come on your show for sure. We would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah, Anytime. yeah. We got the setup. We got the Zooms. You know how to get a hold of us and uh, we'd love to.